Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Second Breakfast. This is the Rathpeak and Rambler, a.k.a. Keen Dalton, welcoming you back to the latest episode in the Second Breakfast series. This week we are talking about work-related stress, and stress in general, I guess, but mainly work-related stress. Um, but before we get into that, how are we doing, guys? How's everyone going? Um, I know that everyone was dealing with the storm, Storm Ellen in um in cork and in the south you know um wasn't too bad up here i don't know if you can hear it you might hear it throughout the podcast but um the room i'm in is kind of all the doors are closed so you might you might actually hear but if you do it provides a nice backing track for you Um the winds are mad here now and the winds have been mad all day and but obviously nothing compared to what happened in cork um last night or Wednesday night and yesterday. So I hope everyone's safe, first and foremost. Um, secondly, um, not secondly, but you know, again, welcome back. Um, got a great response to the last um, installment of the Second Breakfast series where I talked about drink, my experience with drink, and kind of my future plans with drink. And I'm happy to announce. I am delighted to announce the winner of only having two pints with his dinner most evenings this week is Keen Dalton. Welcome, Keen Dalton. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. It's been a hard struggle. It's been a hard struggle. But I put in the hard hours. Me and the lads. Me and the lads were really, really trying hard this year. I'm happy to announce that, um, you know, I've kind of curtailed it a bit. And I've, you know, left it at the one or two if I was having a drink. Um, just over the weekend and stuff, you know. Especially with um, when I'm watching Manchester United play. I always, I always have a, have a can or two, um, and I, you know, Sunday I actually wasn't going to have a can. I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine, you know, I'm tired after we we went walking around Kildare, and because we can't go anywhere fucking else, I uh, went walking around Kildare and came back to watch the match. And I was fairly tired, and then United got the penalty straight away. <laughs> surprise, surprise! United got the penalty, huh? Well, I hope all our fucking goals from now on are penalties, you fucking jealous bastards. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going off topic here but um had to have a can then but yeah i've been keeping it to the one or two and you know just kind of being sensible about it because there's no point kind of getting half sozzled every night um but yeah so i hope everyone's doing okay and um, we're going to go straight into it i think um and going we're going to talk about work-related stress this week i'm going to try and keep these um second breakfast episodes to kind of things that i'm familiar with and that i do you know, experience, um, kind of in my life, in my day-to-day life, um, so I'm not going to try and, in the future, you know, in different Second Breakfast episodes, I'm going to try and keep them and stuff that I know, I'm not going to try and wax lyrical about, like, business, or, you know, um, I don't know, you know, just certain things like that, so just kind of try and keep the things that I know, and, you know, I did get a good response and people enjoyed it. So hopefully you enjoy this one. Um, and thanks to everyone for their help, uh, people that I reached out to and people for voting on the poll and Instagram and stuff. Um, much appreciated. But without further further ado, here's Rusty Gray bringing us in. This is Second Breakfast. You know the food for your soul, gotta feed your mind. You gotta know if you eating right. Gotta put yourself first, yes, let's address this. But while we're here, let's have a second breakfast. Yes, yes, let's have a second breakfast. 
Um, so as I said, you know, going to try and keep this to things that I experience and kind of know about. So work-related stress, you know, it's not something that has dogged me throughout my whole kind of professional or adult life so far. Um, what I've kind of found out from thinking about the different jobs and the stress I've endured or thought that I endured um, was it, it was it was in the beginning when I had my first job and now in my most recent job, like the, my current job. And I'm obviously not going to go into too much details about my current job because I need a job and I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to start <laughs> reading people, you know, very transparently reading people and then end up fired on Monday. So... Um, you know, going to go through the different types of stress, going to go through like reasons for stress, um, going to go through, um, kind of the symptoms that people might experience and people mightn't even know that they are experiencing stress. And before I start, I suppose, I just want to say that it is okay if you are feeling stressed and it is okay if you're feeling overwhelmed because, from what I've gathered from looking at the different articles and different kind of facts and figures and just from talking to people and talking to my friends and, you know, looking at people's group chats, looking at the group chats I'm involved in people's messages about work and stuff and different workloads and just anything that you're doing in your life. You know, I think in Ireland and all over the world, like, you know, New York is a great example of this. The, the You know, it's almost like we're a world of high-functioning stressed people. And definitely in Ireland, high-functioning stressed workers populate the country. And, like, different people handle stress differently. But there is definitely a stigma around mental health. And, you know, I think people need to get over that still. You know, it's been it's been the talk of mental health stigma since mental health stigma was brought into, the, like, the public eye in the maybe the mid-2000s or whatever, you know, you're not weak if you talk about your mental health. Um, There's always going to be begrudgers and people who don't believe you and people who just chalk it down to, oh, they're just, you know, I don't know, they, they don't believe in that sort of thing. But it is okay to seek help, you know, I think a lot of people feel like, especially young professionals, maybe, maybe, and this is a point that comes up in the poll I'll be talking about later. One of the lads actually pointed out to me, and it was a very good point. Um, you know, I think people feel like they have to be seen to be working hard all of the time, no matter the detriment to their psyche. Um, you know, it's obviously when you're a young professional, you want to give the best impression possible. You want to climb up that corporate ladder. Not even the corporate ladder. You want to climb up that ladder, gain promotion. But to do that, you feel that you have to put yourself beyond reasonable expectations. And that shouldn't be the case. But unfortunately, it is in some workplaces anyways. Um, but that's, I just wanted to start off by saying that before I get into it, it is okay to be stressed. And if anybody wants to talk about you know, I can't offer professional advice or any actual help, but I can listen. I'm a good listener. And, um, you know, that's basically it. So before I start, I just want to say that it's okay if you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling kind of anxious at the thought of work at the moment, especially in this current climate. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of new kind of weird things going on. So, 
you know, just want to start off with that. So let's get into it, guys. So stress in the workplace. These are some different types of stress that people may experience in work, in modern work, and in work in general, in modern work, because we're in the modern age, guys. I shouldn't have had to say modern. Keep up, okay? So um, different types of stress. We have burnout, which is when you're working nonstop all the time, you're eventually going to burn yourself out. You know, um, it's like that fella who was unreal at GA um, or any sport he played, you know, from the age, from whatever age he started until um, minor. And then he goes into the, the older teams and burns out because he's been playing every grade, every sport all the way up along. And even if he's just stuck to one sport and he's been at the same thing, but he's been on different teams the whole time, he'd burn himself out. Um, An example of burnout in kind of COVID-19 times, a lot of our healthcare workers will be suffering burnout right about now, Um, especially those in major hospitals that have been dealing with with COVID-19 and stuff. Like there was an outbreak in university... Um, hospital Limerick um, in Limerick funnily enough you know who would have thunk it Um, and obviously those workers are going to be under a lot of stress for the next kind of two weeks I suppose or until they get their results back but a lot of our mental or not our mental health but a lot of our healthcare professionals will be suffering burnout especially you know with people with the number of cases rising and people not um adhering to these social distancing measures and stuff so just wear your mask guys wear your mask and stay two meters away from me at all times um another example would be overwork that's pretty much the same thing um conflict in your job would be a big one um you know like if you're not seeing eye to eye with a colleague a co-worker or maybe like a superior or someone that is actually meant to report to you, that can create a lot of stress because there's a lot of hoops to jump through. There's a lot of protocols you have to worry about. And also, everyone's worried about themselves. You're always going to imagine the worst, I feel. Maybe that's just me, you know. I, I do tend to kind of um, I might talk about um, cognitive behavioral therapy in a while, but in a short while, sorry, I <laughs> don't want any of you like, jeez, this guy's going to fuck talk for hours, and I might talk for hours, guys, I might talk for hours, because I have the space, I have the bandwidth, <laughs> um, but um, I tend to catastrophize and hypothesize um, everything, like I'll be, think- I'll be talking about three weeks down the line, and I'll have this whole um, kind of domino effect or butterfly effect after happening, and the first thing isn't even after even happening. So, like, that's something I need to work on. But that's something that can happen as well. You can get stress from conflict and work. Um, new job stress, you know, Ron Seal does what it says in the tin. Um, fear-based stress. And, you know, that can work into conflict as well and new job stress. You know, if you're scared of something happening in work or if you're scared of, like, the the position or something that you're doing in your work at the moment, that can cause a lot of stress. Bullying, obviously, you know, if if you're if the conflict escalates, um, or if there's just some assholes bullying people or bullying you in work, that is going to cause you heaps of stress, and freezing out as well. Um, that's another one that that can happen. I've seen it happen. Um, you know where, especially, and in, no, I, like I haven't seen it happen in jobs I've been in, but 
Well, I did actually see it happen in one job. I was in um, my first job um, where someone on a contract or a zero's contract gets no hours, you know, and they're basically getting no hours for the next two or three weeks until they quit because they're not getting any hours. And it's a horrible thing to do, but that's what that's what, what people do, you know. Um, so those are just some exam- or examples of stress in the workplace. There's obviously so much more. It's it's not a it's not not something you can boil down to six examples. You know, there's so many different um, precursors for stress. Um, and unfortunately, I think as humans, we're nearly predisposed to stress in uncertain situations. Any bit of uncertainty in 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 your working life that is uncertain in a, in a possibly slightly negative way it's going to cause a bit of stress or anxiety so let's go on to some symptoms of um, stress and not physical symptoms not like medical symptoms but you know like little things you can see or you could uh, you know maybe pinpoint that okay that person's suffering from, from stress maybe someone who is in a bad mood and work all the time you know maybe think about Instead of just saying, oh, they're a fucking asshole, maybe think about what's their position. So currently I'm working in um, a logistics company and a lot of the people that I would deal with would be very kind of curt and brusque on the phone. And maybe like the first time, maybe like my first time like talking on the phone, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, would they not? They're not a happy person. You know, you'd be kind of laughing. But if you have to think about it like, that person is the operations manager for all of Ireland, let's say, for air imports, taking in imports from all over the world, and I mean all over the world. That is not an easy job, you know. Um, and it's it's going to be stressful. It's up to that person to deal with the stress, but maybe that's how they deal with it, just be being, you know, as, as, um, as kind of, what's the brunt? No, I can't, th- I can't even think of the word now. Um, but as a curt on the phone as, as they possibly can just to get through these calls and go back to their actual important work, you know. Um, you know, someone with stress might then bring that bad mood home, lash out at their family and partner, you know, be kind of like nitpicky and um, just, you know, ni- very niggly when they get home. You know, it, it happened once or twice to me where something bad would happen in work and I'd go home and I just wouldn't be in the farm for anything. It happened this week. Happened this week. Um, the Wednesday, I was just in no farm for anything. Um, I just wanted to be on my own. Just wanted to be away from the fucking computers here in the desk. And I was fine. Once, you know, I chill out and I just watch TV. I didn't bother myself with anything else. I was fine, but that that that's what happens, and you know you have to you kind of have to watch that as well because you don't want it to consume you and always be niggly and kind of ruin and hurt relationships, you know. Um, so another one is trouble sleeping. If you find that work is getting a tiny bit more stressful, and you are having trouble sleeping, or you're waking up in the middle of the night a lot, then you're going to want to think about reevaluating your relationship with with that job and the stress that it causes because I'm a night owl but I notice that if there's a night where I'm thinking I don't want to go to work tomorrow like I'll be up later thinking about it and it'll be consuming my thoughts 
that's not good like is it that doesn't even sound good you can't even spin that to be oh sure it's fine you know you're up you're doing well no you're like you, you might be reading or you might be scrolling on twitter or whatever but you're not living in the moment you're thinking ahead to like how bad you're going to feel the next day and then of course it's going to be bad but we'll talk more about that later um trouble sleeping if you're feeling drained and run down all the time even if you're getting good sleep um you're feeling drained and run down um you know that's a symptom of stress and not hungry or not eating regularly like you know if you if you wake up in the morning now some people are different like i'll wake up in the morning i don't really feel like eating until like 10 or 11 anyways but more recently i've been having smoothies and they're unbelievable but anyways it's for a different podcast um you know if you're if you're not eating at all and then at three o'clock you're like oh i better have something you have like you guard yourself because you haven't been because you've been worrying about work that is stress you are stressed to the fucking gills man um so finally um we're going to talk like these are some generic reasons for stress okay um, so I hope people aren't bored to fucking tears now. I hope you stuck with me because we're going to go through my reasons for stress. And you want the juicy gossip, don't you? You want it. It's dripping down. The, 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 the juicy gossip sap is dripping down from the tree. And you have your hand out and you're going to get that sap. And it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> um, so some generic reasons for stress. Just in case anybody who's listening has never ever felt a tiny bit of stress in their lives um so um inadequate time to complete the job obviously um no chain of command or no job direction that is stress the fucking pope out if he wouldn't get in guidance from our lord above he'd be stressed to the fucking gills man but looking he's the most peaceful oh i apologize i don't even know do you know what as a catholic i do i apologize to the Pope, Francisco. Um, no job. <laughs> Too much responsibility, the Pope. Too little authority. Nah, the Pope has a lot of authority. Um, no. Too little. Res- too much responsibility while having too little authority is a big one. One that I hate as well. That's a bugbear of mine. Um, uncooperative fellow workers. Is this about me? Is this about me and the Pope? Or me and the Pope? Am I the Pope? Feeling underappreciated and feeling trapped. So those are just kind of some generic ones, um, you know, feeling underappreciated, feeling trapped. I think the majority of people go through this and feel this um, day in, day out around the world. Um, so I suppose to put my spin on it and go through my journey with it and something I just kind of realized recently, um, it, these are my reasons for workplace stress and anxiety. So... As I said, like, I kind of found out just from thinking, and this is how I, you know, um, I'd love to go to therapy. I'm a bit nervous. I'd be a bit nervous about going to therapy, actually. Um, I don't know why. It's 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 the same thing as, like, feeling weak, but it's not. I just, I, a part of me feels like I just need to bite the bullet and just go, even though I've had nothing ever happen to me. You know, I, I'd be totally honest. I've lived a very charmed life. I'm very lucky, very appreciative of that, of that life. But, um, do you know, sometimes I just feel myself getting overwhelmed with things that shouldn't be overwhelming me. So I'd love to go, but this is my process at the moment is like, you know, I kind of talk and I talk and I talk and I, I, if I put it, if I say, okay, I'm going to do a podcast about that, 
I'll research it properly. Whereas before, I'm like, ah, it's fine. I'm over it now. I might spend two or three days like worrying about something three weeks away that's not even possibly going to happen. As I said, like the first domino hasn't even been, you know, tipped over yet. And I'm like, oh my God, that fifth domino is going to fucking fall, man. It's going to fall. Oh, that fifth. And then if that one falls in a while, the tenth one will fall as well. Oh, Jesus. The fucking, where did we get the dominoes? Are they good ones? Are they, are they durable? Would they survive the fall? <laughs> Would they survive the fall? Tesco, they're, oh no, <laughs> they're Tesco dominoes, you know, <laughs> but that's, you know, this is my thing, like, I'll start talking now, and I'll research it about the podcast, and I'll realize that, like, some of the things I might have been feeling, you know, weren't as bad as I thought they were at the time, you know, a lot of the stress, and I'm doing bunny ears, sorry guys, I know you can't see that, I might, I must do a video on this podcast one day, and it's just me staring at the wall, talking, shoot, um, talking me out Um, what what was I saying? Um, some of the stuff that I did, or some <laughs> the things I've done, some of the things that I thought were stressful, just me not liking the job and kind of going home and being like, oh, I hate that job. When I didn't hate the job, I just didn't like it, and it wasn't actually that stressful. I was just bored to tears. Um, so anyways. The only times I've really felt stress and anger in a job, anger at a job, is um, my first job in Blarney Woolen Mills. And in this job most recently, for I'll go through kind of some vague details about this job. I obviously, I don't want to, you know, if anybody's listening, I know one or two people from work might listen to this Um you know, they have listened to random ones, so there's a possibility they might listen to this. So I'm not going to go into details about people from work because I'm, I don't want to get fired. I, I need money, like, you know, <laughs> this expensive lifestyle of mine. So my first job was in, my first proper job, like paying on the books, was in Blarney Woolamills in Blarney. Um, a load of us started from school, like, I think, oh, 10 of us was there. There was a good few of us. We all started in the summer of fifth year going into sixth year. So the end of fifth year um, going into sixth year. So like I remember we got called into the guidance council office and I think she picked us. It was kind of controversial really when you look back on it. Like um, she should have really put it far to the whole year. But she picked like 10 of us and we, I think we all got the job. They just needed cheap cheap labor really didn't they like you know summer coming up the tourist season properly starting and we were all put into the into the shop you know folding clothes and into the stores and stuff and then um about a month or two into the job they needed some help in the warehouse and i was kind of a i suppose i think i was it was me and shane were probably the tallest guys and i was the you know i was on the team i was very fit when i was you know 14 to 18 i was really really fit like and um because all we were doing was playing hurling you know from one end of the year to the next and a bit of soccer and white church with the lads then as well like but um i was put into the warehouse then to help and i remember going in and i was the youngest there by a country mile there was one fella all right dave he was a lovely guy um but then i was moved to another warehouse the other warehouse there was like two warehouses in the in the grounds and uh one was for one part of the store another was for the other part and the other one had no 
people my age and it was all fellas from um kind of uh Lithuania, Latvia, Poland, um Slavic countries like and not the lads' fault, like obviously not these guys' fault, but they weren't talking to me and they weren't talking in English. Um so this kind of change in environment I w- it just kind of threw me. And I was getting stressed in the evenings because I just didn't want to go back. And I'm not a physical worker. I, <laughs> when I came back from America last year, I went plumbing with... Uh, just no, I didn't go plumbing, obviously, but I was like, you know, giving a hand to one of the lads from Rat Peak and, and um, just, you know, helping him out. And I'm just... It's like I'm... It's something inbuilt into me. I'm physically averse to, like, physical labor. I Like, I'll do it and I'll get on with it, but, like... I'm I'm terrible at it, like, you know, I just, I can't wrap my head around it, you know, and I, I just get easily flustered, um, but anyways, I, I was just getting stressed in the because I didn't want to go back, and I called out sick a few times, like, you know, I wasn't sick at all, I was going around town, walking around with my friends, uh, p- part of it was probably that as well, that I wasn't getting to spend time with my friends in town and stuff, but, um, yeah, like, I called out sick a few times, and then eventually went back to working in the store at the end of the summer. That was fine. Leaving cert year. Um, not stressed about the leaving cert. But we had one manager who was an asshole. I'm not going to name any names, but he was an asshole. Everyone, if anybody from Blarney who worked in the Woolmills same time that uh, I worked there at the, you know, all joined at the same time, they'd know who I'm talking about. Um... This guy's an asshole, anyways. But when we all started back in school, he was like, right, guys, you know, um, I know you're going back to school, but, you know, don't worry. If you can't work a day, just let us know. That's totally fine. Um, this is the roster for the week, you know. Just let us know what days you can and can't work. Um, and that's fine. And we were like, great, geez, that's very nice, you know. And he wasn't an asshole the whole time, but, he, he you know, he was just a bit up himself. But anyways, he turned around one day and I was rostered. Monday after school and you know Saturday Sunday that was fine and he turned around he's like oh Keen I need you to come in Tuesday as well uh, I just didn't want to come in I think I had training or something but I was like nah sorry Darren <laughs> there's that name <laughs> oops <laughs> didn't give away a second name um, but anyways I said no look sorry I can't I have training um, or I just said sorry I can't and he was like what do you mean you can't? Like, we need you. It's it's very busy. Like, use your head. You know, you can't be, you have to use your head when you're thinking about these things. Like, you know, this is your job. And I just remember it's something snapped in me. Something was like, no, nah, this is not worth it. We're getting paid fucking peanuts to be here, you know, getting lectured by you about how we didn't fall this properly or we didn't dust this fucking shelf down properly. These American tourists don't give a shit. They're here to pay fucking hundreds of euros on Aaron jumpers that nobody in Ireland wears. The only people in Ireland who wear Aaron jumpers are Irish Americans who are fucking idiots, okay? They're fucking idiots. So anyways, I was like, no, not doing it. And he was giving out mad and I just walked away. I think I was finished like in 15 minutes anyways so I just walked away and I walked up to the other manager who was lovely and I just said look I'm sorry I can't work past Monday I'm fu- I'm finished and she's like oh okay probably not the best way to bow to your first job but I was like no nah, fuck that like you know I'm not dealing with the stress of him you know coming in and 
given out that I can't work a day that I'm not rostered to work, you know, especially for, I think we were on like six euro and six cent an hour. Not a fucking hope, like, you know. So that was kind of the first experience with stress I had in a job, like, you know, um, and I didn't handle it well, as you, as you can tell. Um, kind of the next job I had where I was taught that I had stress now was the cinema, where I, there was a, there was a certain level of stress and anxiety with, um, with customers, and the cinema was in Blackpool. Um, I absolutely love that cinema. I love absolutely everybody that um worked there in my time. Um, you know, I got on great with everybody, most people, anyways, and I had great time for. Uh, the managers that hired me, you know, I'd still chat to, um, I'd still chat to one of them a good bit, and the other one on Instagram the odd time as well. So, and I was in there a couple of weeks ago. Um, I came back home just before Kildare got locked down again for fuck's sake, and called into the cinema. Love everybody there, but um, there was a certain bit of stress and anxiety with um with uh the customers and then actually you know thinking about it now when i was i was promoted supervisor and it was the same thing you know it was something new to me that i didn't take the time to learn properly i i just built it up in my head as like oh no i have to know deal with the projectors and the projectors actually weren't that bad like they could be finicky and they could be they could be, oh, they could, you know, they could fuck up. And like, there was one time I tell, I think I've told the story on a podcast before on one of these podcasts, where I say that we had sausage party in one screen and monster truck in the other screen, and for some reason they switched. Like, obviously it was human error. Somebody had loaded them onto the wrong projectors, but all the people that went into monster truck, a kids movie, were now seeing the opening credits of sausage party and vice versa, and the opening credits of sausage party, from what I can remember, are dirty as fuck so like you know that wasn't ideal and it was kind of the added bonus for lack of a better word of the public also giving out to you at the same time you know like that's the thing it's not just the projectors fucking up it's also the public looking for money back so that was yeah i suppose it was stressful but it was also me building it up you know i i didn't I didn't take any extra time. And that's something I'm looking back on now where I could have done. But as at the same time, you know, it still is stressful. Like, you know, I think most of the managers in there would agree. I think all of them would agree that it that it is uh it can be a stressful job. But it's very rare that it is a very stressful job. You know, you're eventually you become you know, it's a, like all retail, eventually you become kind of monotone and you're just you're kind of rolling with the punches and everything's happening and that's fine you're just getting people into screens and out and obviously that's different now with covid so you know it's a shame but um you know there were stressful parts of that job but it wasn't too bad um the one place where i do know that i did mistake kind of boredom and you know kind of affability you know was in America, in New York, when I was a doorman, because that was a very, um, I don't want to say easy job, because it had its challenges, you know, and you needed to be alert and aware for that job, Um, and of course there were stressful times, but like any job there were stressful times, but for the most part it was just me being bored and not challenged, 
and you know i was you know i was bored enough to start this blog and didn't really start it properly in new york but i mean you know i looking back like that was not a stressful job at all there were as i said there were stressful times i mean you know we had homeless people um which is sad like i don't want to say like you know homeless people cause me stress but there were times when <laughs> homeless people or drunk people or just general assholes would, would walk in and start shouting random things and you're like oh my god what the fuck is going on but what i do think and something that i do um I do think is that New Yorkers are all and their default state is stressed. You know, so like luckily I worked with a lot of kind of calm, cool guys. Um, Hector, Chad, Lennox, um, Frank. Like I miss those guys. I miss working with those guys because they were just the coolest guys ever. Um they were you know, because I, I trained in a building in downtown and that was stressful because that manager was just non-stop like he was everything had to be absolutely perfect and I don't mean that as in like you know that's not just a phrase or a turn of phrase or a saying that I have like everything had to be literally perfect um and I was bored as fuck there as well but the thing is if he caught you being bored as fuck you were in the shit then as well um but then when I was moved up to that building when I they found a vacancy for me in another building and I was moved up and I was you know I was on that shift and it was great. Um, like I was lucky that I met those guys and or I worked with those guys because they were just chilled out. They'd been doing, they'd all been doing the job for over ten years, as far as I'm aware, and they just knew how the place worked. You know, it was just fantastic. Like, and I kind of acclimatized to that. Like, I'd still be complaining about certain aspects of the job, and I'd still get stressed myself because of that's who I am. You know, I. I just let things get to me, but that was a real eye opener and like kind of like just letting things happen and going with it and just falling into the rhythm of a building. I'm reading this actually fantastic book called um, "The City We Became" by um, N. K. Jemison. Oh, fucking spider! You fucking cunt! Oh. Hello and welcome to the director's commentary of this episode of the um, Second Breakfast. Um, this actually um this is a really really nice scene to film it was the spider's first acting job um i met him on the street one day saw him attacking a couple of flies no acting experience no acting experience and i said to him i said hey hey long legs and he looked at me he had a little grin and he said what do you want i'm busy i said i'm gonna make you a star and I did. Thank you. This has been the first and last installment of um, the director's commentary of Second Breakfast. Thank you so much. That was real, everybody. That was real. That was fucking terrifying. I fucking hate spiders so much. Luckily, I looked down to read the book at that point. Or otherwise, that spider was gone forever and he was just roaming around the house. Free to do his dark, evil bidding. I know spiders. I'm scared. Spiders are more scared of me probably because they've seen me murder all of their family. But oh, I just hate them so. Oh, I freaked out now. But anyways, um, as I was saying, and I do apologize for that terrible little installment there of the director's commentary. <laughs> I'm reading this book at the moment called "The City We Became" by N.K. Jemison, 
and it's a really really it's it's a fantastic book it's well written and it really grows on you you kind of start out it's a fantasy novel set in new york city um that deals with um homophobia transphobia racism um you know kind of discussing all these different things but it's set in new york city but it's the reason i'm loving it um is that it's it describes new york so well and it makes me miss new york a lot but uh, working in a building is like working in like a living breathing thing you know it's if one thing doesn't work in the building or if somebody's not pulling their weight the whole thing doesn't operate at full speed so that could have been a bit stressful the odd time especially i think the bosses had more like higher ideas for me and i was just content to kind of you know stay in um stay in my lane really i didn't worry too much about kind of going up the ladder there i'd always kind of felt i'd come home anyways but um my current job guys okay so my current job um i'm not gonna say too much but recently i was covering for a guy who was on holidays and he's a much more senior role than me i'm on you know a contract i'm not not anything in the company at all he's he's like a proper operations um import uh manager and he's fantastic at his job and he was training me up but you know it's tough when you're working from home but i got really stressed over it um and kind of you know my complaints about not feeling up to it falling on deaf ears really affected me and the first kind of couple of days the first two or three days um the first four days oh no two or three because it was bank holiday um, the first three days I was so stressed and I was I just wasn't talking about it. I was like, Yeah, it's fine, yeah, it's good, yeah. I was so stressed. And then, you know, um my girlfriend, she's so good, um, she's fantastic, but like she was telling me, It's going to be okay, or it's okay, you know, it's not your fault if things aren't going fully well in the job. But I just didn't believe her. You know, that's the thing, you know, you have to be I'm not going to go into this in too much detail. I'll talk about this now in a second. But you have to believe that things are going to be okay for them to be okay. If you don't believe that they're going to be okay, how can they be okay, you know? For you. For other people, it might be okay. But for you, it won't be okay. Um. Eventually, like once I was able to tell myself that it actually wasn't my fault that these things were happening, then I was able to believe her, and then it, then I knew it was going to be okay, and it was okay, it was fine, you know, there were still stressful parts, but it was manageable, because I believed it myself, and I was proactive, and also I had someone telling me it was going to be okay, so reach out to people as well, guys, but um, yeah, so like, that's my current job, I'm not going to go into de- too much detail about that, because I don't want to get fired, but um, so that's kind of like my journey with stress, I've realized, and I've taken that step of being like, okay, it's not my fault that these things are happening. Now, I know I said this week, I, you know, Wednesday, I was in a hoop. Like, I was just in such a bad mood. But I think that was more a bad mood about just the state of the job. And that's a totally different podcast altogether. That's, you know, accepting things, you know, acceptance and accepting that things are outside of your control. You know, there's one thing that Katie says to me a good bit, and I've seen it written, I've, you know, heard it on the radio and stuff like you can't control how other people are going to act but you can control how you react to their actions and 
it's just one of those things that has been said so many times. And at the start, I was like, yeah, I know, like that's sound, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, I want to control their actions. Like, why do they do these things? You know, why are they an asshole or why are they so stupid? Why did they do this when they should have done that when I told them to do this? Why didn't they tell me they were going to do this when I told them to do that? When instead of like, you know, constantly wondering why is this going on, just kind of, you know, take a step back and say, well, I can't control that. But I can control my feelings to a certain extent. I can say, right, this is going to keep happening. This is going to keep. So let's say, you know, scenario. Um, you are doing a task in work and you've told your colleague you both start at the same time your colleague keeps making the same mistake and you've mentioned it to them you say like oh yeah just watch out for that but they keep making the same mistake now instead of you turning around the whole time and just getting annoyed but not with them but annoyed and just getting stressed in yourself and just grumbling to yourself like why the fuck did they do that why the fuck didn't they do what I told them to do like I've told them I've mentioned the fucking thing you know it's going to keep happening so you just turn around this is what I eventually had to do you know I just had to turn around and say like right that's them that they're still doing that and I still get annoyed about it but to a lesser extent now um, you eventually have to turn around and be like okay I can't control that but I can remove myself from that situation and not get so head up about it Um, but anyways that's my kind of experience of stress and I'm still learning I'm still you know as I said, like if anybody wants to talk, I can offer you a- any actual help, but I can listen and I can tell you how I'm sort of dealing with stress. So we're going to go through some quick facts and figures here, guys. So there's a few like um, polls and articles that I looked at and, um, you know, different um, websites and stuff. So the first of all is the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. They did a poll and a survey, and they found that 88% of teachers find their job stressful. Very, very understandable, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, teaching has grown to be so much more now than just the teacher. You're you're a, you're a caregiver. You're you're an advice giver. You're everything to these kids now. Like I've know I know a lot of teachers, and and especially the way kids are now, you know, there's a lot more cheat giving in class and stuff. From what I've heard, um. 82% of health service workers are the same, and that is totally understandable. That's definitely risen. It's probably fucking 90-odd percent, 95% now with COVID. Um, 60% of construction workers, a bit lower, but as as you can see, like a lot of facets of, of, of society, of jobs, are stressful. People find them stressful. Um, there was an Irish Times article from uh, January the 28th of this year, so just pre-COVID, where 70% of employees were experiencing stress in work. Um, Now, has that gone up with people working from home? Are people less stressed working from home? Um, I think I'm actually kind of gotten more stressed because it's difficult, especially in an office environment, if you're all in the office and someone was annoying you. Like, not annoying you, like, you know, because of their personality. You can't actually call people out on that, really, unless they're being a total dick. But if an aspect of their job was annoying you, that they weren't picking up on a certain mistake, you could say it to them in the office. 
But when you're at home, it's, you know, there's more of a personal attack almost to it. If you're ringing someone like, hey, you've made that mistake 10 times, you got to stop, you got to fix that mistake. You're going out of your way to ring them or message them. Whereas if you're on the opposite, like, like oh, hey, man, um, will you just watch out for that mistake there? It's just, it, it's making it longer. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, no matter. Cheers, yeah, yeah. Be like, Great, thanks. Oh, do you mind, will you send that, that report in the morning instead of just before I leave? Because that report needs to go in the afternoon, not 7 o'clock at night. Cheers. Thanks, you absolute dick. You know, it's just more of a personal feel to um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of gotten more stressful for me. But, you know, as I said, people handle stress differently. Um, and then probably the most official poll or results of them all was um, my Instagram poll. So I just put up very, very vague um catch-all question like do you find your job stressful but i know that you know there's a in my friend group and in my followers there's a very wide variety of jobs so 58 percent of people said yes their job stressed them out and 42 percent said no and out of those 58 percent we have teachers coders web developers um writers every bit of fluff now i think is a spider fuck's sake um not writers, sorry, waiters, waitresses, um, tradesmen. And then in the nose, we had construction workers, supers, um, teaching assistants, retail. So as, and what I noticed, like, because I know all the people in the nose, they're a lot more easier going people, just in general, like easier going than myself and very easy going people in general, like the lads in America working in construction. Um, you know, And then in the yeses, like I know everyone bar one who voted and that, you know, not to say they're not easing on people, but, you know, I suppose I probably wouldn't know all of them as well, you know. So it's kind of, it's interesting to see, like, you know, 58% to far too. It's not that big of a gap because it, and it, as I said, it depends on the person though, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to find a job that doesn't stress me out a little bit because of who I am and what, you know, the way my mind works with things where I kind of, you know, catastrophize it or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, though, you know, and um, this is my point I was going to bring up earlier. So one of the lads who voted, no, Brian Mealy. Jeez, Brian Mealy should be getting feckin' royalties, the amount of times I mention his name. Um, he said, like, he's stressful when he was younger. But he also had less experience, you know, so obviously, you know, and he's still working in the same field. So if, if, you know, like a lot of people, like myself, you're moving from field to field, you're kind of getting that baptism of fire every time, I suppose. And if you're lucky to find something that you enjoy or that you love working at, you know, the more experience you get, the more you go through it, you know, you might find it less stressful. Uh, same with a few lads in work that I'd be friendly with, or f- not, f- yeah, friendly with, but also like, you know, that I'd have a good working relationship with. They'd be getting stressed, but they'd also be like, yeah, sure, look, at the end of the day, it's fine. You know, it's not it's not our fault. Sometimes these things happen with customs or with the software. But it's interesting. So most people do find their job stressful, but it depends on the person. It depends on who you're surveying as well. I mean, that Irish Times article, 70% of workers, obviously you know they got the people who were stressed had a shit day as well 
you know. Um, I think an important point to bring up as well is I'm talking about work stress, but unemployment causes a whole other world of stresses too, doesn't it? Um, so, I mean, like, it's it's kind of a case of the grass is greener on the other side. Like, an unemployed person who is actively searching for work would more than likely trade his or her kind of stresses or money worries for the jobs that we complain about, you know, and we'd probably warn them off the jobs. Um, Something I got to work on. But also, you know, I wrote this out and I, I also have something to add. Like, however, we are still allowed to not like our jobs. You know, it's 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 a, it's a journey. With everything, it's a journey. It's a process. You know, like, we have to try to be more positive, obviously. If you wallow in self-pity and wallow in the hate of your job... It's never going to get any better. I mean, if you fucking take a bath in dirty water, who's getting clean? So that's like, that, that brings me to kind of cognitive behavioral therapy. Like Blind Boy um, absolutely waxes lyrical about this. He has a lot of very informative podcasts about this. Um, it's a very interesting topic. It's basically, you know, you can you don't have to go and get this therapy, but you can read up and try and train your own mind. You're trying to train your mind to be positive and to not react in such negative ways to circumstances that would normally trigger a negative response in your mind. So, you know, as I said that example earlier, you're after telling your co-worker, hey, you're after making that mistake a few times, can you not? But they keep making the mistake. Instead of you feeling like the the you know there's an attack on you you have to train your mind to be like okay they're only doing that because they're incompetent and they don't care about the job i do care so i'm going to keep working to the best of my ability and i'm going to try and put that out of my mind now i know it's not as easy as that because you could be working in a job where um their performance impacts your kind of um what's the word your assessment as well your boss comes along and sees if they're building the bottom half of a box and you're building the top half of a box if they build a shit bottom half the top half ain't gonna matter shit it's all gonna crumble in on itself and the boss is gonna come along and say what's going on with the boxes guys so i know there's different things to take into account and it's not as easy as that but it's it's a you have to have a positive mindset um, as I said earlier, like catastrophizing, Brezzy talks a bit about that as well, and so does Blind Boy. Um, you know, I'm as a and I, you know, I said myself, like I'm one who I'll think two or three weeks in the future, and I'll envision everything going, not everything going on, but I'll envision all the positives, or not all, I'll envision, I'll envision all the negatives and things that could go wrong, instead of focusing on like oh my god in three weeks we'll be in september isn't it mad how the year's flown isn't it mad like we're out of lockdown or whatever or we're you know you know and like if i'm moving house part of me is like oh my god what you know will i be able to go home or you know will it be locked down again or will i you know if i was changing jobs like i'd be thinking about all the negatives instead of being like no you know i'm unhappy i want to change I'm excited for a new beginning. I'm excited for this to be over. You know, you ha- I have to train. And I, I am, luckily, 
I'm very proud of the strides I've made in that regard. But also, it's like, it's like any addiction or problem that you have. It'll creep back up on you and it could totally take over that part of your life again. I mean, you know, you just got to keep, you, you, you just have to keep positive. It's very easy to say keep positive and it's something that really annoyed me for such a long time. Not really annoyed me, but like, if my girlfriend or... You know, someone said, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. A part of me would be like, you can't know that. But that's the beauty of it. Like, you choose to believe that will be okay. You don't know if it's going to be okay. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you're positive enough about it, there's more of a chance that it's going to be positive. I think that's a lovely note to end on, guys. I had, did I have one or two more points? I didn't really know. I I the one last thing I was gonna say was I've deleted Twitter and Facebook off my phone. Um you know, I just think that was adding to the negative kind of um feelings in the evening, reading all the bad news about um you know, lockdown and stuff. It's important to read the news, but also, you know, give yourself a break. Be kind to yourselves, guys, you know. Be positive as I said. And I think that was a that was a nice note to end the podcast on. So, anyways, I'll post some helplines to stress helplines tomorrow and legal advice if people need help with, um, you know, dealing with stress in the workplace. And um, thanks so much for listening. Um, thanks for being with me as I kill that spider. Um, and listening to the director's commentary. Thanks for all the support. Um, please like, share, and subscribe. Give me an old rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify. Say hello to me in the street if you ever see me. Sure, I might add it into the podcast someday. You're all absolute legends. I hope you have an absolute wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Love you all. Bye-bye. Uh, this is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah. This is not something for the green sea low. This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Or take you lit talks about life That's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast Hunter's man is restless He got just what you seeking Scrambler, he is the wrath peaking rambler